Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They rubbish. There's buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Five. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Everybody, happy Wednesday to you, March 22nd, 2023. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 961 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on a your Wednesday hump day morning, rainy morning. Hope everybody's having a great start to, to their day. Give yourself a little extra time to drop. Roads were more congested. People driving a little slower, taking their time in the rain. So allow yourself a little extra time. Nick Roush, how are you? I'm uh, up and at him. Ready to rock and roll this morning. Uh, even though it is, uh, th- this is nap weather. Like the, the best kind of nap weather. Get a 7 a.m. a little early for the nap weather, though. I'd just be sleeping. They'd just be, well, it'd be the turning the alarm off and going back to sleep. So that, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah. But we all would love a little bit more of that, wouldn't we, Scoots? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You okay over there? I'm good. Whoa, what's wrong, buddy? It's more comfortable if I stand. I figured that out yesterday. He's, uh, what, he, I'm really worried about his sciatic nerve. Did you get the foam roller in yet? Uh, it comes today. I'm super excited. What the hell? I, super you excited. an Amazon Prime login? I do. Yeah, I just took two days. I don't know. Amazon Prime isn't always the next day, you know? You, uh, okay. There's other options other than that. But there were know. options. I, I never. I didn't have an option for it to come any earlier than it is. What about so, a good old-fashioned massage? Yeah. Uh, a massage would actually be amazing. So might do that today. Well, do you do you know a guy? I know a guy, but you might. Uh, I don't want to get massaged by a guy. Just a personal thing. Yeah. I mean, but they're good. Oh, I don't. I have no doubt they're good. But I don't. I wouldn't. I'm looking for maximum comfort when I'm getting a massage. And if I have a male massaging me, it's not going to be maximum comfort. Huh. Interesting. Well, you should get yourself a massage, buddy. I should. That's actually a great idea. I'll have to look into that. So you're going to be standing the whole show? The whole show. Yeah. I did, I did the Hoosier Report and Spears both standing yesterday, and I walked out of this building feeling the best I've felt in probably a week. So I'm hey, going to try it again today. Whatever works. Yep. Whatever works. Um, I know the chairs in here aren't exactly the most ergonomic, some of them, not sure how they're still standing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's not the greatest chair setup, as you can imagine, at our studio. Um, we do have one light bulb, though, working. So, 
Things are on the up and up here. Which chair did you go with, DJ? You had about four of them in there to choose from. I chose the one I've been choosing. Does oh, anybody else sit in this chair? Is it the brown one? It's, yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. I think the only other person that would use that would go more like maroon. I think the only person that uses that would be Tony Burke when he comes in with John Spears. Mm. Okay. Well, this is my chair. I'll let him know. I had another great chair similar to the one Roush had, and then I guess Trevor just totally and completely ruined and broke. It's in here. I've got one in here like Roush. Do you want it? Is that the one that Trevor broke? I don't think he broke it as much as he just ruined it. Yeah. Oh, he did. He definitely ruined it. <laughs> he broke it by ruining it. No, but no, I, ruined I think it. it's functioning. I just think you lean we're... back on that chair. Just let's just see a little. Okay, just normal lean back. I remember leaning back on that chair and my head hitting the ground. Ah, uh, see, <laughs> I remember you coming in and saying this chair, just some smells off. Well, but, did, well, yeah. that's that's a whole different thing. Right, exactly. I thought that was the uh, the big the, the big bugaboo. If you're looking for dog hair, that's the chair for you. See, I mean, it's just gross. That's not right. a, like that. I'm not using everything. Three things we just said made makes me <laughs> never want to touch that chair again. Yep. You, it, the lean back feature is broken. Somebody leaned too far back, and I think it just. No, it just leans all the way. Dog hair everywhere, and then a smell in a chair. Chairs shouldn't smell no, unless you're no, like getting they... up to them and just sniffing. In that, in which case, you're the weirdo. So if you just sit in a chair, shouldn't be like, huh? There's so, there's something off here. So, anyways, chairs uh, premium at the Big X Studio. I like the one that I'm in now. Doesn't lean back, but it's, it's old school. I can kind of do that if I looks comfy. Ooh. Yeah, it, does. It, it gets me from seven to nine. You could say, <laughs> Rush, you didn't hop on yesterday. The hell? Uh, yeah, I, I, my apologies, gentlemen. It uh. It also was one of those things, too, where they changed up the normal practice kind of flow, and I was like, ooh, this is fun. And then I looked down, and it was 9.05. I was like, gah, dang it. So my apologies, everyone. I was going to break the rules and lift the embargo and share some early scoops from the practice, but uh, my bad. My bad, everybody. Um, Today's a new day. We did have some surprising news, though. Because we were looking around, and... You're, tr- you're taking note, like, oh, that guy's looking good, and guy's looking good, and then, like, it's like, yeah, let's see Vito out there. It's like, huh, well, huh, that's something. Found out why. No longer with the team. Vito Tisdale, out, done. It was a surprising way to announce it, because typically if stuff like that happens, you get, like, a press release to sent out via email to members of the media and they'll share it. You don't usually get a so-and-so's been dismissed via team rules in a tweet. It was it was very bizarre. It was very odd. However, um, I think watching Vito Tisdale be at the University of Kentucky for three years, I don't know if anybody was surprised by this, DJ. Like, actually, oh my gosh, Vito Tisdale got kicked off the team. I can't believe it. Theo Tisdale's been been towing the line for a while, and uh, I think it's a pretty safe assumption that he just jumped right over. What was the final straw? Yeah, Spill what the was beans. the final straw? Still Spill have the, the final straw. You have the final straw. Tell us the final straw. The least you can it. do for missing yesterday. I mean, he was on spring break last week. He probably did something he wasn't supposed to do. Is it going to be break. like an arrest order? Like we I don't know. I, I would think we would already know if that was the case, though. But the, the thing is, if he was out and about – it would be harder to dig up like an arrest report if, if you're just spraying the board on a bunch of 
spring break destinations. It's true. So I don't, I don't, I don't know where he was or what he was doing, but yeah, who, I, who knows uh, this go around? But um, you know, he may or may not have been sent home from the bowl game for uh, you know maybe 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 getting into it with some Iowa guys at a bowl event. Vito just had a knack for not. Uh, having, oh, well, uh, there's a little part of me that's going to miss that. Going to miss the trash talking, getting fired. That's that stuff's contagious on a field. Sometimes it can be negatively contagious, where like you're a little over the top, and other people see you kind of acting a fool, and they act a fool too. But sometimes when they when maybe things aren't going your way, and you see one of your teammates chirping, it's like, all right, you know what? We can still chirp. We can still get it going. But I, I don't really think you can miss a lot of Vito Tisdale just because you didn't see a lot of Vito Tisdale, at least yeah, as of late. Yep. So to me, it's not a huge law. I, I I'm bummed that it just didn't work out. And you mentioned how it's not a surprise. And it's really not. If somebody would have said, hey, a player that had been had some disciplinary issues during his time at Kentucky, he's been let go from the team. You have any guesses? I think 98% of people would have probably gone Vito Tisdale first. Mm-hmm. So conflicted on the whole thing. Not really a huge deal for my season outlook or where UK goes from here. But two things that I don't like about, about it. One, Dude was pretty close. Like you're pretty close to get like seeing this thing through. Yeah. Not that it means that you would have like changed at a per as a person. Maybe clearly didn't. Maybe did. I don't know Vito Tisdale. I'm not. It's not for me. He's not. He doesn't care about me judging him. I'm not judging him. But he was so close to making it. Which at least that you do that, you do at least get a degree. Maybe you grow up somewhere along the line. Maybe you don't. But like you were so close to seeing it all the way through. And then two, I will miss the just the trash talking. Like, getting out there, popping. Yeah, it could be a 15-yard penalty just waiting to happen at any moment when Vito was on the field. Uh, or it could be an electric play, a big hit, momentum changing. So I'll, I will miss the possibility of that, but it, it, it won't change any big-picture things for me for the team. But uh, I do, I do. it's a bummer for him. He was pretty close, just needed really to make it through the spring and the summer, and then it would have been season time. And you yeah. hope that he could mine his P's and Q's during the season, although certainly not a guarantee. But yeah, it's a bummer, and uh, hopefully what Whatever we find out what it is, if we do find out what it is, it's not uh, something just to- totally and totally awful. But UK didn't really seem to waste any time with it. Maybe this happened a few days ago and people just kind of realized they weren't out there, like Roush said, so they had to release a statement on it. But it was a pretty ominous tweet, something that UK doesn't do a ton. Right, right. And uh, so hopefully it's nothing terrible, but UK football will be fine, but best of luck to Vito moving forward. He uh, he was at practice a week ago, or before spring break. They had pictures of him there. So, we have photographic evidence. And you're right, uh, he was close to the finish line, um, but that knee injury, uh, Vito Tisdale is uh, such a Tasmanian devil. You know, not, not to say you want him gone, but like the if you could, he could have had his three years, he could have played well last year, and he probably would have gone pro, right? Said he has a knee injury and he's around, and there's just more opportunity for him to do some Vito Tisdale kind of thing. So it um, it's a shame. And like you said, TJ, there is we we mentioned it when he was out last year. There's something about that one guy that's the, for lack of a better term, hellraiser. Like you, you want to have Cash Daniel that that kind of just like borderline. You know, you just yeah. So are they gonna, are they going to take it a little too far? Exactly. So like, but you like you like having that guy around. You like having Lance on your basketball team, just fouling the hell out of the other team, kind of pissing them off, right? Like that that can be good. The hits that Vito would lay on guys would get the entire stands on their feet. 
Um, it was it was kind of you know just like a sick dunk for a momentum swinger. He would have the big hits on special teams. He had the huge hit against Iowa in the Citrus Bowl that hurt himself. He hit the guy so hard. So he he brought something unique and special that is not easily replaceable. But from a skill standpoint and a roster development standpoint, I mean the roster is fine. You know they. Mm-hmm. The, they, they, they made their adjustments last year when he suffered an ACL injury in the spring. So they're they, – Alex Afari, Zion Childress, Drew Phillips. I mean, they've, they've got plenty of guys. Uh, they've recruited safety well. Yeah, thank goodness for Zion Childress. Yeah, yeah, actually turned it – and he was – it was fun hearing him chirp a little yesterday too, getting a little – If he has a good season, you could look back at like one of the most underrated additions – and he should have a good season. Yeah. But just like fanfare of being brought in, situation of the transfer portal, that that could be one that UK should put a feather in its cap that a lot of, like, you know, he's probably not going to be, well, maybe he could be. He could, be, he could end up being all SEC. Yeah, I certainly don't think that's impossible. But uh, it, it's just, it really is impressive for a coaching staff to go to the transfer portal, make a, get find a smaller school guy that doesn't really have a lot of notoriety or fanfare and then bring him in and, Turn him into something special, and now, yeah, for sure. Especially in a pinch, because mm-hmm. that was late. It was in the second kind of window. Um, at least that's what they're going to be using and calling it now. Um, they had to do something similar for Jacquez Jones, but that dude started in the SEC. Yeah, You kind of knew what you were going to get. This one, a nice gamble. Should be a solid player for the Cats this fall. Um, I, at this point, I'm, I am kind of like, man, it'd be nice if Kobe Albert stuck around, then you'd feel like, You've got another guy, but you've also brought in Avery Stewart. Kentucky's recruited that safety medium spot very well. Um, so I'm not, from an X's and O's standpoint, uh, it's, Kentucky's defense should be fine. You're just missing a, a fun sort of X-factor guy. But you know who I think can be sort of that guy without the trash talk is just Trevin Wallace. Oh, yeah? Just from a playmaking standpoint, big hits, flying all over the field. Tell Trevin to talk a little trash while he's at it. Okay, I'll pass along that word. No, he's super skilled, talented. Yeah, very uh, great athlete. You know, he'll be doing it more at the linebacker position than the secondary, but yeah, it doesn't matter. Everybody's in the huddle together for a little bit, and you need somebody that's kind of setting the tone. Yeah, yeah. So, it it's a shame. We all love Vito. We loved his trash talk. We loved, man, some of his tweets. I forgot that he called Anthony Richardson hot dog water. That's just one of the greatest I called it Cam. Uh, I think he said Cam. My ass, boy, hot dog water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great. And then during the the Governor's Cup, he was just L's downing. Like I think he might have suffered an L's down injury. He was L's downing so hard. Yeah, I saw Lackford post on the U of L board saying like, "Hey, Vito's going to transfer. I know that's the case. Maybe to Louisville, maybe not. But just so you all know, he's probably going to transfer. Well, it turns out he didn't really transfer." <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we'll. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which the, could the, imagine, imagine after after all the L's downs, he'd go to U of L. And one thing, not only would Vito's a little guy, worry, and he's injury prone. I'd worry about that. Uh, yeah. the The other thing too, you got to realize, I'm pretty sure that Jatan McLean is the last person that got in trouble with that bunch in the frat party fight that's left on the team. Mm. I think he. I think he's the only one. You can't say little guy anymore, by the way, Roush. 
Do not oh, see Cal Perry. You're gonna have to call him and apologize. Oh. Gosh, that stuff was so stupid. Yeah, put so George. as everything so funny. is and all that stuff. It's so funny. I guarantee you, Cal just didn't know exactly how to pronounce his name. Like whether it's Noel, 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 see, Noel. That, you got to just call him the number. <laughs> that, that's your bailout. And like, Williams is I, one if there's one thing Cal remembers about that game, it's probably the little guy just making every <laughs> shot against Kentucky. Like, yeah. that was so dumb. And shame on the Kansas State assistant coach that tweeted something out about it. You're smarter than that. I know you're not the one doing post-game press conferences all the time, so you don't realize, like, in the moment, maybe you just forget somebody's name or you don't say their name. You just either, like Scooch said, say a number. Um, but good on Cal for, for just kind of – Ending that controversy immediately. I'm sure they're probably going to talk about it during the game tomorrow night. But that was so stupid. Do they make a reference to it in the game tomorrow night? Do the broadcasters at some point be like, "Look at that little guy"? No, I bet they'll be. I bet they'll be like, "They'll talk." His game about against it. Kentucky yeah. was, but after the game, and yeah. they'll show like Cal saying "little guy," and then they'll show some <laughs> of the tweets, and then they'll it'll probably be coming back from a commercial break. And yeah, and then they'll play show like hit, the cold audio. Yeah. And yeah. then, like, as they're finishing up the little 30-second segment yeah. on it, yeah. they'll show, like, Noel walking on the court getting ready to play. Like, you know, it'll be game time. The game will be starting back up between Kansas State and Michigan State. Oh, you think it gets brought up pregame? No, like, coming back from – like, what Ralph said. Like, after coming back like from a commercial. After, like, the second or, media timeout? Yeah, Because yeah, okay. they, they yeah, do the coach interviews, I think, after the first one now. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, I mean, really glad we didn't have an awkward count one of those. Did he even get interviewed? I'm yeah, t- I think he did. Oh, by the way, I meant okay. to bring that up yesterday. Definitely so did in the Providence we, game. I'm pretty sure he did. We talked about that interview with who, what, Holly Rowe? Yeah. Where he like, grabbed her shoulders. So Jamie Erdahl was doing an interview this weekend. Oh, my gosh. What was it? so good. What was it? Michigan State. I think it was Tom Izzo. But so she's she is really good on the coach interviews, no doubt about it. But so she goes up to Tom Izzo. She's got her arm draped around him. Like, just holding him on by the shoulder. And I'm like, really? Nobody's going to say anything about that? It's because the ca- people that do that move more often. Cal's was just so different that we were like, huh? No, he was just excited yeah. in that moment. But the Jamie Erdahl interview with uh, the guy from FAU was so funny because he just dropped an S-bomb. Oh, and then she says, oh, we're on True TV. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. And then... Uh, that is great. Was... Uh, when did Drew Timmy drop the f bomb? Was that this week? I think that was this weekend too. I didn't see that. Yeah, because he he had one where it was close in the final four a year or two ago. But he, he yeah he just straight up dropped an f bomb and kind on, of Drew. just talked his way through it, which just acted like it didn't happen. He knows better than that by this point. Yeah, he should. And no disrespect to like the reporters and broadcasters. I'm and it's same goes with like actors and actresses. I'm just bad with like names. You know, I recognize people and I can be like, oh yeah, I remember seeing that person there or that or the other. I'm bad with names, but Jamie Erdahl is great at what she does. She like actually makes it look like she's having fun when she's doing the no, no, not robotic. Yeah. Not like and that's why she's some, on the Good some, Morning Football. There's some like announcers and commentators and sideline reporters that it's like this is my job. It's not supposed to be fun. We're supposed to get the information through. It's like no, you're supposed to enjoy what you're doing while you're doing. You're it. on the sideline of a sports game. Supposed to resonate to the audience, and she does a good job of that. So Wait, it's always entertaining to see her. She's on Good Morning Football now. Yeah, she took Kay Adams' spot. Where's Kay? Kay is on. Um, <laughs> this is all the hell? Scoots. Dude, she's had her own show for a long time on uh, FanDuel TV. I used to watch. I used to watch Good Morning Football just for Kay Adams. Well, speaking um, of bets. damn it! Sounds like you haven't been watching it much lately. I at all. haven't. No, probably about a year. Bets? Right? What kind of bets? 
Uh, I don't know. We're in Indiana. Oh, Indiana. okay, okay. You just parked up. Yeah, I hit it big on Japan it. last uh, night. Briefly, I um, because because I mentioned Good Morning Football. We'll get back to uh, football. What happened at practice? Maybe maybe a little March Madness. Maybe some bets. Who knows? But yesterday was another big mock draft day for whatever reason. Will Levis's pro day is coming up Friday. There were a lot of NFL guys back on campus already because it's just you know. Big day. Big day. It's going to be a zoo out at the Joe Craft Football Training Center. Um, but they uh, yesterday was a big mock draft day, and we had a ton of hot takes. ton of very, very spicy takes. Um, let's see here. I pulled up an athletic one because they, they still have Will Levis at 7th. They had the Vikings moving up. That's, that's interesting because Kevin O'Connell, the Rams connection, that would make a whole lot of sense. Um uh, He's still in that window, but Kuyper and McShay are just feuding over Ooh. Will Levis. And uh, Dylan Ballard, uh, friend of the program, uh, best voice in radio, according to Scooter McGavin over here. That's true. Uh, he tweeted out the four-and-a-half-minute clip of them, you know, I mean, Kuyper went all, da, da, da. I mean, he just was going into Whoa. him because Kuyper has Levis going third. Uh, in the draft, moving up, Colts trading up to go get him, and McShay had him dropping all the way to seventeen or nineteen or something like that. So that that was that you're just going to get a lot of that, right? It's it's cranking all back up um, in pro day on Friday. Um, that's that's it's going to be amplified even further. So much of it seems just a little fabricated. Well. Because, like, you know, you're right that it is kind of heating up and you're getting more back and forth, but, like, when has it not been somewhat back and forth? It's not like there's been a consensus at any point in this. So when things are changing and people are moving and it's getting closer, it's it's good for content. Well, it is. And part of this is free agency. Like, even though Aaron Rodgers isn't officially there yet, free agency is kind of settled. So now you know who exactly needs a quarterback. And there are three teams that have to get one, and then a bunch that might want to get one to kind of bring along, right? Uh, so the combine kind of propelled Richardson ahead. Like a lot of people think that they'll just gamble on Richardson over Levis as the third guy. And so then where does Levis go after that? Do the Raiders want him? As Jimmy G insurance. Um, in this case, they're saying the the Vikings want Kirk Cousins insurance. So. Um, that that that's where things, it, that that's where Levis could fall. Where some guys say, well, uh, the, the Seahawks, for example, they just signed Geno Davis. Do you feel or Geno Smith? Do you feel confident, Geno Smith? Do you do you want to get another guy, or are you just saying, screw it, I'm roster building with other guys? If teams decide to roster build instead of take a chance on a quarterback, then that's the that's the scenario at least where Levis uh, could slide. And how far do you think a slide would be? I mean, McShay had it at like 17, 18, 19. That would that'd be a slide. Yeah, that'd be a slide. But still then you're rounder, in a still first rounder, which would be nice. Then you're in a much better situation too, from draft perspective. Yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty. Uh, Ravens really picking Lamar Jackson. You don't really know what the what a great situation is until it all the dust settles and you look back and you say, oh yeah, that was oh, a great situation. Packers could I just get, trade up for him. With all their picks they're could, getting. Could be the Jordan Love, uh, Will Levis Which, show. What are, See who can battle it out between What are the, the Packers going to get for Aaron Rodgers? Because I saw... They're like trying a, to get a first-rounder. How do they not get at least a first-rounder? Because they just say that Aaron what, get, took away all their leverage? Or No, I mean... It, I know he's old, but he's... Old, 
he didn't not coming off a great season necessarily. And is it the salary? You know, the I guess stuff that goes with it. But yes, the salary is a big thing, right? You're right. That goes that goes into it big time too. That it's like, hey, he already said that he's not going to play for you. Doesn't want to play for you. So like, what are you going to do? Just have him on the bench. We'll give you a couple picks. Give them to us. Everybody's happy. And then Green Bay comes back and they're like, no, we want a first round pick. And the Jets, I'm sure, are saying, well, no. And again. He doesn't want to play for you, so you're just going to sit him on the bench. Here's what you're going to get, and we'll take him off your hands for you. And if I'm Green Bay, I'm just saying then the dude can rot on the bench. Like, I don't care. You're going to give us this for him if you want him. If you want your miserable, terrible football program to have just an ounce of excitement for the first time in, in your all's franchise since Brett Favre was kicking. Now they did go back to AFC, AFC championship games with Mark Sanchez. People forget that. A little Revis Allen action. You're going to give us a first-round pick. You're going to throw in a few other things, and then, boom, he's yours. So, Green Bay, stand strong, baby. Which, where would you be? You're like, okay, we'll take that. Was it a couple seconds in the third? I don't get paid to be an NFL GM, but I think anytime you can get a first-round pick, it's a big deal. Okay. Um, So, you're holding strong on the first round. I would love, if Green Bay doesn't get a first-round pick out of it, I'll be a little disappointed. Just will be a little disappointed if you don't get a first-round pick for Aaron Rodgers. But, again, I'm not an NFL GM. I'll let people smarter than me tell me what's a good deal. What's a bad deal? Seems like Lamar Jackson could be a Colt. That would look just be a weird uniform fit. Right? Would make more sense for ESPN Louisville to cover Colts. Oh, my gosh. The U of L, the U of L Ravens fans just flocking to the Colts would be, mm, be beautiful. be fun to watch. But if you're the Colts, I'd be like, wait a minute. We need to make this happen. Because I don't know how Colts ticket sales are doing, but if, that would be tapping into the Louisville market and potentially like umbilical cording yourself to Louisville for at least the five years or so, however long Lamar's there. And maybe if things go well with Lamar in Indianapolis and you could win a Super Bowl or something like that, if you're the Colts, you got to be thinking like this could be, we could. The source of revenue and jersey sales and tickets and marketing and all this fun stuff in Louisville, which they already do a little bit, but you're between Cincy and you're between Indy and you used to have St. Louis, but you still got the Titans in Nashville. Louisville's kind of up for grabs, if you will. So if I'm the Colts, I would try to make it happen, not specifically because of the Louisville market, obviously because Lamar Jackson's very exciting and is going to make your fan base happy. But gosh, you'd think from a revenue standpoint, like this could be even more beneficial to bring in a former MVP quarterback. So here's the problem, though. They're the Colts. That's true. Um, Have you seen what's happened to the recent quarterbacks they brought in? Yes, they were much older. Yeah, the 45-year-old. 45-year-olds. Quartet. Between... uh, Matt Ryan, Philip uh, Rivers. Phil Rivers. There was one other one, right? Am I missing yeah, one? Yeah, there was another one. Uh, <sighs> then, of course, there was always the you, the we, guy that they brought in when Peyton Manning got hurt way back in the day. Oh, that was uh, the guy from Purdue, Kyle Orton, right? <laughs> was it Kyle Orton? I'm pretty sure it was Kyle Orton. But they also had a run <laughs> with uh, Jacoby Brissett yeah, after uh, yeah. Luck retired. But Luck was a bag of bones always getting hurt. Um, I, gosh, it's killing me that I'm forgetting the one more. Just, I think we got them old. All. I feel like they had another statue in the pocket, but nevertheless, they haven't had. I feel like bringing in an injury-prone running quarterback is just kind of teeing it up. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just more pessimistic about Lamar's outlook. Carson uh, Wentz. That's who it was. Carson Wentz. Oh, yeah, I forgot well, about he, Carson. Exactly. I knew there was one. Yeah, I forgot missing. about him. A turnover-prone, injury-prone. 
guy that cost them a playoffs because he couldn't beat the Jaguars in the last game of the season. Here, just some fun Indiana, Indiana, Indianapolis Colts quarterbacks over since Peyton Manning, Curtis Painter, Dan Orlovsky. That was the big. Kerry Collins, yeah. Andrew Luck, Matt Hasselbeck, Josh Freeman, Scott Tolkien, Josh Freeman, Jacoby Brissett. Oh wow, Brian Hoyer. I think I already mentioned him. Phil Rivers, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, Nick Foles. People forget about him. Oh yeah, Nick Foles. You're right. You're right about Lamar. I just uh, that'd be fun. That'd be exciting. Uh, although my buddy did send an article, and I don't know where it even came from. I think it was an ESPN article, and it had the had the quote. There's, yeah, it was ESPN. Why the Ravens, Lamar Jackson, makes sense for the Colts, but they added this caveat: There's a risk in entering negotiations with Jackson. What teams want to enter a situation knowing it might come away feeling as though it was used to do negotiating for the player's current team? Oh no, a GM may have to work a full week. Ah! That's the dumbest one of the dumbest sentences I've ever read in an article. Did Mike Tannenbaum write that? Let me see. Scroll up, see, because he was a former GM, and I could see him caping for his former GMs. Like, oh no, you may negotiate with Lamar Jackson and then not get him. <sighs> oh. Opposed to you not having him right now? Like, what are you talking about? That's what you do. It was Stephen Holder. Oh, okay. But like he I also, do understand he also that. was saying, you're, if you negotiate with him, then you're giving others the green light to negotiate with him. And it's like, well, who cares? Well, the Ravens can match any offer. So I think what he's saying is you could put on all this work, go to Lamar, present it to him, and then the Ravens could say, you know what, that does look good. Lamar, let's do that. Come on back, baby. This, this is what we'll do for you. And like while that would stink... It's Lamar Jackson, and it's a quarterback league in the NFL. The and this is, this is your snap your finger, be able to get the most electric quarterback in the backfield, whether he's not the best quarterback in the backfield, but he is probably the most exciting to watch in terms of when he's healthy, just seeing things happen. If you don't get him, you're just in the same position you were prior. Yep. So if you put in all this work and you make a great offer and it ends up not working out for you, then you did your job and you came up I mean, short. You know, big freaking whoop. The the Both alternative, too, is right now you're essentially choosing, do I draft Will Levis or do I try to trade for Lamar Jackson? No offense if I'm a Colts fan. I'm, I'm like, Lamar Jackson, I'd like yeah. to have some fun in the next few Will Levis could be great, but it's probably not going to be for a few years. Yeah. Lamar Jackson could come in make the Colts the best team in the South tomorrow. I don't. That would not, make I, ain't taking, I ain't taking the Texans, would, the Titans, or the well, Jags maybe. So, I mean, it would make the Jags. Jags be fun. Jags-Colts rivalry. Yeah. yeah. Bring it on, baby. AFC South would be somehow, like, one of the more fun divisions. Especially if the Texans. Like, two the Bryce Josh, Young hits right away. Two Josh Allen-Lamar matchups a year. I'm afraid oh, of that. Oh, uh, you just sack him a thousand times. Maybe make him fumble? Well, he's done that before. Well, I don't think Josh Allen made him fumble. Well, but still, he was. I mean, he's he fumbled against Josh Allen. He was there. Josh Allen played in that hang, game. They were hanging out. Yep. That's true. All right, we got to take our first break. We'll come back. We kind of went all over the place there, switching, swerving into NFL lanes. We will talk more UK football, more things Roush saw from yesterday. We'll talk basketball. And as always, we'll get to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Kentucky Roll Call returns after this.
If everybody had an ocean across the USA, then everybody be serving like California. You'd see them wearing their baggies, where Archie Sandals too. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Galen. Get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Remember, 89 cents any size drinks at Thornton's. They're delicious, and they're cheap, and it's a ton and ton of liquid. You probably end up having to go to the bathroom. But that's a good thing about Thornton's. They have nice bathrooms. They do. Although you'll probably be somewhere on the road, somewhere else. Well, after you take your 89-cent ginormous drink. Ooh, I actually, on my way back from Lexington yesterday, stopped at different Thornton's, a Blanket Baker location. That's a good one. Well, a bathroom pit stop and a coffee mm. because the – see, the difference in the spring practices in the morning, at night when I'm done, I just go home, go to bed, or like just relax a little bit and go to bed. Had to hang out with the boys yesterday. Yep. So I had, to, I had to be fueled, ready to roll. That's why I stopped at Thornton's and got a – so typically, TJ, we don't usually get my coffee choices, but I make Thorns my sweet. Like I, I drink black coffee, but Thorns I treat myself to a little bit of French vanilla creamer because it's 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 just tasty. It's just, it's so nice uh, with my their breakfast blend. But yesterday I was like, you know what? I, I'm not. I'm. I can't do the sweet right now. Give me a little Bogota Sunrise, and that just hits you right in the chest. I can feel the chest hairs growing as I drink it. Good stuff. Good stuff at Thorns. Scoots, I was a little disappointed yesterday when get home from work and it's time to take baby and dog on a walk. It was cold. Yeah. Why, why, why are you surprised? Because it was supposed to be warmer yesterday. Oh, than it was no, it wasn't. Monday. It wasn't cold. It felt fine outside. Did you I go walked, for a mile walk? I didn't, but I got, out of, I got out of work and I was like, it feels okay. It's just the yeah. sun. I think the temperature was cops, but no sun. It was actually warmer, but yeah. no sun, which made it feel colder than it did Monday when the sun was out. So I'm starting to think the sun can impact the weather around these places. Holy moly. What do you think about that? What a concept. Whoa. Sun's warm. Sun out, warmer. Sun away. Gets a little colder. It's going to be like 74 tomorrow. Yeah. Isn't it supposed to rain, rain like yeah. the next two days or something? Yeah. I'm hoping it doesn't rain. Maybe you can squeeze some golf in. You know, I, I don't, I'm almost positive I have not been golfing this year. In 2023, I'm pretty sure you did. Maybe once. So yeah. you said you did, and you like played well. That's and you right. Were happy yeah, okay. with how you played. So I played one time. This maybe year. you just lied. Yeah, yeah that's a possibility. Did. A lot of times, it's hard to kind of cover your tracks when you're fibbing. <laughs> People forget that. Maybe you need to. And then for the NCAA tournament Friday, it's just going to rain all day. Mm-hmm. So people coming in. Hey, but Sunday's going to be really nice for the teams that make it to the Elite Eight. I was telling the fellas during the break, I was able to sell a couple of the tickets for Friday. I did it. I have, two, did. I have two left that I'm trying to sell. Uh, but also could potentially give them away on the radio or potentially just go have people go go with the, the wife and maybe, I. Maybe I'll talk to Brooke into it. Well, you weren't invited so much. Oh, <laughs> wow. We did really miss, it was fun having Big Blue Drew on yesterday. We really did miss you. But I, I did find it weird you did have time to get on 840 yesterday. No time for your radio show, but you had time for um, eight. Um, I'm just kind of tuning the stations, and I was like, that voice sounds familiar. <laughs> I may or may not have also ghosted them the day before. <laughs> so, you ghosted them? Well, you're big time in the 840 guys. I don't mean to big time them, but the thing is, they're the only show that I call them. They don't call me. 
every other show you do radio hits on, they just call you. I forget about them that's all the true. time. That's true. That's usually the norm. Yeah. So, um, so like, all right, I'll make it up to you guys. I, I'll, practice will be over with by 1130. So they got the exclusive first scoop at everything from practice. We, and we KRC did. was left with the stale we, lefty. Believe it or not, they did not want to talk UK spring practice with me. <laughs> he, he, he probably spilled the last straw for Vito on their show. <laughs> <laughs> he was just ripping Calipari left and right. He was just, this just. guy stinks. <laughs> Can't wait to get rid of him. Text on into the Thornton text line. Is that a regular thing? Like on a Monday? Is it like a Tuesday thing? Monday thing? No, it's usually, it's like NCAA tournaments happening. And they, they do some of their show. They, they get some sports takes on there to throw it on another station sort of deal. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, So I'll, I'll I'll fill some time for them, but let's fill some time talking UK football because I love that Devin Leary is able to get out there and be throwing. I know that yeah, uh, and he's Adam good. Adam Lockett was really worried about him in spring practices when he committed, and understandably so given his injury history, but just going to be absolutely huge the, these days, these practices, these lessons between Cohen and Leary, you will see the impact on Saturdays in the fall. This is where it matters. So it's good that they're doing this. The... The thing about Devin Leary, too, is we're I, – I, I was thinking about it later on in the afternoon, and I, I took it for granted because it was so – well, for whatever when – when I'm watching practice, right, I typically – it's hard to watch all 22 players at once. So I'm, I'm sitting on the side like, all right, all right, I'm going to watch Barry on Brown this play. Let's see what he does. And early on, you say, oh, yeah, Mesh, get it to him, get it to him. He's open. And – the thing that's so nice about Devin Leary is he just gets it to him. <laughs> he just gets him the ball wherever he needs it, and there's touch on it. There was one. There, there was there was three big passes to Barry on yesterday. One of them was a deep go ball. I was watching the wrong side on that one. Like we, somebody was getting pressed on a. It was Dakel was getting pressed on the side nearest to us. So I was watching him, but so I missed that one. But two others. It was a drag like across the middle where they had. But long story short, they're, they're kind of meshing together, and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. Barion's going to be open, Barion's going to be open, and then, bam, ball's right there. N- nobody around him, and then sh- 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 he's gone. Um, the one that was the most impressive, though, was uh, a comeback route where, you know, it's 15, 12 yards down the field, and he hits him on the sideline, and it's over the top of a cover three, or excuse me, I guess he would have been in cover too, but there was somebody underneath in the coverage, and then there was somebody over top of it, and Leary had to drop it in between them, and Barion jumped up over top of it, puts one foot down, easy. Like they they make it look so much fun because it's it looks so easy, and that is just oh man, because th- this is why people are gonna have the the big take like that's gonna be the fun off season take, and I, I want to push back on it some because like it's a little. Cr- crazy to put expectations that high on this guy. The the big take is, well, Leary's actually a better college quarterback than Will Levis. That, that, that sounds a little ludicrous, but I will say the 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 easy stuff is going to look much easier for Devin Leary. Whereas like, you know, TJ, De- Will Levis sometimes, he didn't know how to take the gas off of it, right? That's That was an issue with him at yeah. times. Especially yeah. like just little kind of dump offs to go make a play sort of deal. Leary makes things look very easy. Um, now, I will say, I mean, he looks like he looks like a little guy out there. Can't say that anymore. Oh, gosh, another dollar in the jar. But after watching Will Levis play quarterback for the longest time, I'm like, 
man, that guy's small. He's not that small, but I mean, he's like a six foot somewhat quarterback. But I have a feeling that some RPO stuff will be involved because just to add some misdirection, that's what he's good at. And he did, he had one of those cool uh, arm angle, like sidearm throws to McLean in the flat. Those are fun. Does Leary have a nickname at all? Devin Leary. Okay. And also, will we see, will he run as much as Will did? No. But. Now we got you. You mentioned just the RPO stuff, and I was about to say this, but like, let's make sure he he's healthy. Yeah, and like I think the, we've seen UK's backup quarterback situation, and uh, just let's avoid that. Yeah, I, so I think Scoots. The answer is they'll do the RPO running stuff where he doesn't run it. It's just do I hand it off or do I throw it to this guy over here real quick? Uh, he, I mean, he moves well in the pot, like around back there, but he's not a. Like, I'm going to go north-south and get vertical and run it. What was his injury again? Was it a knee? It was a peck. peck. Torn peck. Gotcha. He got, okay. It was like a freak injury while hit while so he was thrown. So he's never been a runner, even at NC State? No. I mean, he would rush for some when he scrambled, but not as a primary sort of. He doesn't rely on the legs. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Because he, he is very good at putting the football where it needs to be. Uh, watching Barry on Brown get open, though, when the defense, I'm not – you would get annoyed by it, right? When you And I, and I – I know defenses do this, especially if it's a primary running team. You pick up on the other side's cues. You might cheat a little bit because you're tired of them beating you. So even then, even the defense being more uh, well acquainted with this offense and kind of knowing a little bit what to expect, I mean, they're just – Cohen's going to find so many ways to get Barry on Brown open. He's going to catch so many passes. They even doing the fun stuff like the little bunch trips, the bunch sets. And that's the kind of stuff I'm sure you just dialed up all the time as a flight football quarterback. It's just fun. Yeah, I saw you mention in a post that it reminded you of when you played flag football with your friends. When did the last time you played flag football with your friends? Maybe you should twenty. You should outsource that to the expert. No, it was it was right around the same time you played flag football last. Uh, well, you just you did it for you did it for laughs. It wasn't. It wasn't we won the championship. It John Spillman. It wasn't a lifestyle. Former World uh, Great. It wasn't a lifestyle. One on a hell Mary. It wasn't a lifestyle for you. <laughs> but that's what it, that's what it's like. It, it, it's just it, the offense looks fun, and that can be so electric too. And when you have playmakers like Brown and Key, you do just want to let them get in space and watch a defense embarrass themselves around him. Yeah. And uh, I do feel so much better about Cohen getting those guys in space, even though there were moments last year. There was a reason we were so high on those guys last year. They provided some good moments and good memories, and I think the issue was we just wanted a little bit more of them, and you didn't get enough, and the offense as a whole struggled at times. But it's exciting. Uh, just reading your stuff, hearing you talk about it, you can tell that you're pumped up about it. You liked what you saw. Should be another good season. I can't. I hearing all this. I'm just like anybody else. I, you start to you get a little smile on your face. You get a little smirk. You feel oh, you, good. Your little smirk has been fun because you, 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 you kind of perk up a little bit. You but start then, thinking about Saturdays at the Krogue yeah. and what Kentucky can do, especially with how loaded that home schedule is. But Roush, you've got to be able to protect him. And I'm still yeah. worried about the offensive line, and you're not going to see that in spring practice. And well, that, it, that's still a big caveat yeah, to all this. Yeah. Is you got to make sure you protect that guy, and he's going to have time to do all these fun things. The, the one thing that I, I do like the direction that it's going with Jagger Burton Center. Uh, okay, that, I like hearing that, that. There was one play in particular where in these guys on the defensive line, they're big. They're really, really damn big. Even the guys that I mean, I you know, we got our first look at Keyshawn Silver, and he's got the the size. 
he's got to work on the the kind of get off and the little the little details, right? That that, that there's yeah. going to be a lot of that, a lot of kind of growing pain sort of stuff. But Josiah Hayes, his neck's still very big, huge. Yes, very huge. He actually, I mean, looked good at some moments yesterday. But the the thing that last year was really missing is you didn't. You're just so used to watching this Kentucky offensive line just move people, just move bodies, right? Get the like, move the line of scrimmage down the field. They were road graders, and that's what we kind of grew to know and love them as. And that just was non-existent last year. And there was one play yesterday. It was an outside zone, and TJ, I'm not kidding you. I could have ran through that hole. I mean, it was it, it was it was an outside zone to the right. Jagger had a great reach block. And it was it was like the parting the Red Seas and Red uh, Ray Davis, you know everything's going right and he just has to make plain his foot right foot cut back left and I mean he's he's eight yards down the field before you know it. Like, wow. it so like that just those like obviously you got to put some pieces together there. Uh, you, you, right tackle is still an issue. Pass protection you you don't know like, but, but like knowing that this is the, the, there's at least. Four guys there that I, I can I could feel pretty confident about because Kenneth Horsey is back where he belongs and Marcus Cox is is a fine left tackle. He's he's going to get the job done for you. That, I'm at least okay. You got four spots. Let's figure out right tackle and let's just let's just clean it all up. Get all the reps together. Um, it's at least it's at least going. Like I, I've got the like okay all right. We got something here. It isn't just let's just keep shuffling the deck seventeen times before the season starts. Where you got one person hurt here, you got a new center there. It's just it was it was a whole mess last year. It was. Now it's like okay, we we at least know these are our five we're rolling with for now. We might get another right tackle to help because there's quote unquote it's competition, it's wide open. We need to see more from that. But at least you know, all right, this this feels like a good solid four here. Now Jagger, just go learn through the next eight months, just. Becoming the best you possibly can yeah. at that position. Be the best. Yeah. Just simply the best. And also, with Vito gone, you do have a scholarship. Don't necessarily have to three use it. Three to use. Oh, it's three now. You have three okay. total. Yeah. Good. If, well, uh, about well, like it's uh, count. So. Do, do something with them. Yep. If I, pl- plug those holes. If there's a deficiency that you're seeing in the spring, make it better. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. Hour two of Kentucky Roll Call coming up next. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Gale. Safari to stay. Tell the teacher we're serving. Serving USA. And anger knees and inside, outside, you Pacific Palisades. Inside, outside, you Sentinel Free Inside, outside, you Redondo Beach, LA. Inside, outside, you All over the whole. Inside, outside, you Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. All right. Welcome back. Um... Uh, I, we don't know what's going on, <laughs> folks. We, we we don't we do not know what is going on. We've had some weird stuff happen in this uh, in our time at the Big X, um, but this is uh, this is unlike any of the other weird things because all, just the lights the lights went out during the break. 
And the radio's off. And the radio is off. Like, a lot of the power went out, including all the lights, but not everything went out. The internet still works. Yeah, and we're, we're not... We're uh, able to record, but we're not able to be live on air. The Big X, really, if anybody had time and wanted to, like, do a documentary on this place, it is one of the weirdest places in southern Indiana and Louisville. The thing is, is we could, we, you think like, oh, well, if some of the power's working, let's, let's flip the breaker switch. Well, turns out radio stations, they have about 18 boxes that look like breaker switches. It's true. Yeah, lots of them. Uh, we found some of them, uh, and we started flipping switches. Well, uh, it didn't work. Another work didn't look like anything on the breaker box had even switched off, but there were three breaker boxes at least that we could find, potentially more. I don't know. We're not electricians. We have no idea what we're doing. We are iPhone users, though, so we've all three got our flashlights up and running. And well, yeah, you just saw a bunch of different <laughs> flashlights going through this place for a little bit as everybody was scrambling, trying to figure out where to go or what to do. So I think what we figured out what we're going to do... Lightning strikes, yeah, a texture said. A texture on the Thornton's text line says there is a lightning strike. Well, we maybe got hit. I mean, imagine, too, if, if lightning could knock you out as easily as it would knock out the big axe. Yeah. All right, Lightning well, just, and the thunder. Guess let's just read text and then get out of here. Maybe the power will come back on somewhere in the meantime. Yeah, who knows? It's we're fabulous. doing a Twitter space, but we're also trying to record this and maybe put it on the podcast too. So a texter says, a lot of boost for Patino in New York. A lot of restaurants in New York. I can sure. confirm that. Did you see where Patino offered one of Kenny Payne's top recruits? I did this morning. Yeah, Carter Bryant. Carter Bryant's really good, too. Yeah, five-star that was down to Louisville and Arizona, and now uh, Patino's trying to trying to slide his way in there. Patino had a little – I don't. it wasn't even a shot at John Calipari, but it was kind of a, a quip. I've taken three different schools to the Final Four, and I'm, I'm ready to get John Calipari off my resume. I want to go to a fourth. I wonder if John would, if Patino gets to a fourth, if John's like, you know what? Maybe I'll go elsewhere. I've been wanting to get, I've been itching to get out of this you place. You want Louisville? <laughs> no. Stop. Big Money Mook says, sometimes the breakers trip, but they don't flip all the way over. We still moved a few over yeah, that we, we thought. We just were flipping and For that exact all the way reason, over. Big Money yeah. Mook. Uh, but thank you also, for the tweet and the heads up and trying to help. Some of those breakers, um, I don't think they had been unbroken in uh, 100 years. It's true. I mean, TJ had to like, it was like putting young Frankenstein to life. Really? That's a perfect <laughs> example. I actually like tripped because I was pushing so hard and my finger slipped off the breaker that I actually like stumbled a little he bit. He tripped the breaker. That's a good one. Ah. TJ Satterfield reference went right over Scoot's head. Yeah, I, don't, I don't remember what you said. It's a lot of space over Scoots' head. Yeah, it's, I was just talking about the Ed Cooley stuff and just how weird it is to go from Providence when you're a Providence guy and go to a rival in Georgetown in the same conference. And I mentioned Louisville, but it wasn't it wasn't apples to apples, as I had said. Um, Everything goes over my head, by the way. A, that, that's okay. Five foot nothing. That's all right. Ed Cooley officially to Georgetown, though. It was hilarious seeing Jeff Goodman and Dave Portnoy going back and <laughs> forth, taking personal shots at one another. Okay, dumbass, was a Jeff Goodman response, uh, a start to one of them. Very yeah, funny. I think Portnoy called him a moron first. but Well, yeah, yeah. and But the thing is, is I don't think Goodman, like, I get that if you're Goodman, you're, you want the clout that would come from this, but also... You're you're fighting a losing battle against Portnoy. Wait, wait, you you you're going to convince him 
Otherwise, he was just doing his Dave Portnoy thing. Well, and Goodman, to Portnoy's credit, Goodman just was totally ignoring, you know, very key points of Portnoy's, <laughs> like, what, this is why people are mad. He was recruiting to Georgetown while at Providence, and Goodman would refuse to touch that one. Yeah. Just never said anything about that. Goodman was just trying to cape for his guy Cooley. He's always correct. Because he, he gets these coaches on his network. Like he's just the he's their their biggest buddy, their number one supporter. Whenever they were bitching and moaning about Nil and uh, blah, 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 Goodman will happily carry their water for them. So he was trying to carry his boy uh, Cooley's water. Big time. Yeah. And by the way, I don't know if any of these rumors with Ed Cooley are true in Providence, but boy, are there a lot of them, and they're kind of ugly. And but I, and I have no idea if they're true. I'm not. I don't live in Providence. Is it I've like got no idea. Personal life stuff. Yeah, it's kind of like he needed to get out because things were catching up to him and stuff like that. That makes and sense. No idea if it's true or not. But I will say something's got to be like. So, it just doesn't make sense for a Providence guy that's had a lot of success. That is the king of the city has as much job security as he's ever won at Providence. Just to go to Georgetown, which ultimately is an underwhelming program. They had one great stretch where they'd kind of caught fire with the coach, and they've never been better before then. They've never been better after that. So I don't think Georgetown's really all that in a bag of chips. A bag of chips? I'd love a bag I don't of chips. Know what is going on with my phone even, but... Uh-oh, maybe the Wi-Fi... Is it the Wi-Fi quit working? I don't know. I don't know. Either. Just so flabbergasted by the things that are working either. and the things that are not. I wouldn't That's doubt if so there's something weird. behind the scenes with Ed Cooley that were driving that move to Georgetown, because otherwise it doesn't make sense. And you just had time after time again Goodman being like, what do you not understand? It's just a better job. Why? Yeah. Why? It's, Why is it a better job? Having to do a rebuild just sounds exhausting, too. Doesn't sound fun. Especially when you're as old as Ed Cooley. And also, it's not like Ed Cooley just like can go get amazing players, snap your finger. Like he, he It's is taking he, him time at Providence. Yeah. You know, yeah. He builds up rosters. He builds, And this is a nice stretch that he had, too. That's another weird thing. Yeah. Sweet 16 last year, mm-hmm. tournament this year at times. Like it felt the Big like East. he was getting into the top shelf. Yep. That he was finally taking kinda, that next step. Yep, yep. Yeah, so something kind of seemed weird with that whole thing. We'll, but we'll best of luck to him to Georgetown. Who does Providence hire? I mentioned it yesterday. Bring back Danny Hurley, baby. Um, the, the FDU coach, Tobin, Tobin already got a job. He's at, uh, Iona following Iona. old Ricky P replacing Rick from D2 oh, to uh, Bobby Hurley. Sorry. From D2 to Iona. So Iona and Iona just wins that conference. I think it's 13 out of the last 15 years they've won it. And that they're a powerhouse. They're a Mac powerhouse. He went from D2 to Mac powerhouse in two years. Crazy. So he's only at FDU for one year. Yeah. One and done. Interesting. Best of luck to him. That's another move like Ed Cooley. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, it does. Are you kidding you me? think so? FDU to Iona is a big time move. Is it really? Yeah. Iona I see, I look you at- you got to look at it this way. Iona jo- guy just got the St. John's job. Yeah. You getting the St. John's job from FDU? That's true. Probably not well, unless it's a bad hire. You also got to think, too, that conference, when it wasn't Iona winning it, it was St. Peter's last year. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they – the the NEC had never won a round of sixty four game ever. They're they're one of the worst conferences in all of college basketball, and he got out of it. So good for him. Texter says, "This is Johnny from Jerusalem. I'd like to see somebody in blue and white from my neck of the woods." Mazeltov. Bruce Pearl. Jackson. I've used this Rhode Island transfer. I've used the Rhode Island transfer, Illinois State transfer line a couple times to make a point about the level of talent we've had, but I realize that may be a bit unfair. Think about Kansas State. You could call Noel an Arkansas Little Rock transfer or second team All American, depending on how you want to frame it. Look at Alabama. They obviously led by elite freshmen. 
but their second leading scorer is an Ohio transfer, you can win with those players. They just need to be in the right roles. I do. They they just need to be in the right roles. Yep. Um, I was I was talking to somebody yesterday about this, and the thing with Wheeler is, can't you just see Wheeler being the consummate? Annoy- when he was playing at Georgia, you could just see him playing there for four years and being an annoying guy, but never a guy that you wanted to have on your team. Mm-hmm. Like, well, we did want him on our team. I, I think we were wrong. Did did we? I yeah. Yeah, I mean, after the Devin Askew year, I wanted somebody that could kind of run the show. Desperation. Desperate times call for desperation. But things change. Like, people get to a place. Work ethic. I'm not saying this necessarily about Wheeler, but work ethics can change. You feel like you can made it. You could be satisfied with your nil situation. You could not like the people in the locker room with you. Again, not one of those specific things specific to Wheeler, but just different scenarios that could pop up that changes the players. And then, of course, injuries. Or, right, right, right. You know how much those were injuries. But it, it, just in my mind, there was never a. You, we see some of these. We, we were drooling over Scotty uh, Pippen Jr. for a while, right? Like there, there's some players that I'll see out there in the SEC. We're like, ooh, okay. Um, didn't get those same feelings from Wheeler. So like, is it going to? Do we expect that to translate to Kentucky? I don't know. Uh, maybe we just got our hopes up a little too much. Another texter says Georgetown is a better job than Providence. It's not a major step up, but it's definitely a step up. Yeah, but like, how much is it a step up for people that they're recruiting? Right, like mm-hmm. it's it's a step up in our eyes because of what we know those programs to be. But Providence <laughs> has had a lot better atmo- college basketball atmospheres as of late than Georgetown has. That's not just in the last year or two years. It's been that way for a while. I mean, was Georgetown their last good team? I know that Ewing won the conference tournament, but that team wasn't any good. Um, but was it the Roy Hibbert? Was yeah, that? Yeah, you probably got to go back to that stretch back in like 08, 07 ish. Yeah, somewhere yeah, around that ballpark. It was like him and like versus T. Will and Louisville. Those, like, those were some good games back then. But yeah, you just haven't. Which, by the way, did you know? Did you see Roy Hibbert was doing some some media stuff? Did not see that. We we were, you know, it gets late at night after you're drinking, you know, watching the games, and we we're like, all right, here's a March Madness show, and it was Roy Hibbert in a studio show for CBS Sports Network, and had Mike Bray on with him, and it was just Mike Bray's chair was very very high up. Try to <laughs> Mike Bray, he got it. He took the South Florida job, Dude. and then it and then it didn't happen. Wait, it didn't happen? No, it got called off. No! He's going to do TV for a little bit. No! He's going to do TV oh, no. for a little bit. We need him. Tampa Mike Bray. Tampa Mike Bray Man. would just watch out, Tampa community. I, that I, guy would have a blast. See, his wife had to talk to him, right? Just I wonder like, if that Florida was just like, wait a minute, wait a we, minute, we, wait we, a minute. We're not ready for <laughs> yeah, Tampa yeah, Mike Bray. Tampa Mike Bray would be like Florida Stanley. Oh, worse. Worse. <laughs> <laughs> what is he going to do with all those turtlenecks, too? He trades in the turtlenecks for Tommy Bahamas. Cut, cut off the sleeves. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, I want to tamp Mike Bray so bad. He's gonna take he's gonna take a little time off. He says he's gonna do some media. So I bet he'll sit out a year and then just maybe he went down to South Florida and just like nope. Yeah, no. USF also dead in job. Yeah. And their facilities are horrible. A texter says, I agree that Reeves is back. I think Livingston's gone. No clue on Collins. I think CJ or Dew comes back. A won't want to wait another season for consistent minutes. 
either CJ or Adu comes back. So they think one will go, one will come right. back. I don't think it, I just, I think Adu, there's like a, a sense of loyalty. Not that that always reigns supreme, but I think there's a little loyalty to Cal. So I think he'll be back. I mean, nobody was recruiting him really besides Cal. And what happens next year for Adu at the arrow after next year? Who knows? Yeah, who, but I would think you get at least another year out I, of him. I agree. And I also, no clue on Collins. I agree with you there. My guess is he comes back, but it is just a guess. And then with Livingston and Reeves, I do think one will be back. Will two be back? I don't know. We'll see. I also don't know. And we also will see. The Bahamas games should have been more helpful than they were, but I don't think anyone would argue they were competitive. That will be the best part about Global Jam for this team. They'll be playing teams with high major or better talent in a competitive environment. Folks representing their country. I watched a few of the Baylor games last summer, and they were not blowouts by any means. And I think Baylor went one and three. Also, I mean, a lot of these guys have – weren't DJ and Justin? And there goes the power for the final time. That's going to wrap it up today on Kentucky Roll Call. Make sure you check out TJ's Twitter for our Twitter spaces where we read the text from today's show. Thanks for listening.